Welcome to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 148 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the five biggest moves made at this year's NBA trade deadline. And while no superstars were moved at the deadline, I still believe that these five moves are significant as we head towards this year's NBA postseason. So here are, in my opinion, the five big Biggest moves made at the deadline. Let's start with number five, the Celtics acquiring magic forward Evan Fournier, who averages about 19 points per game and is shooting 38% from free this year. They acquire him for two second round draft picks and backup point guard Jeff Teague. And a lot of people have stated that this fills the hole left by former Celtic forward Gordon Hayward. But I feel like Evan Fournier might have a chance to fit in better with this Celtics team than Hayward did. When Hayward was in here, he was a max guy. He was a former 25 and 5 and 5 guy. With Evan Fournier, yes, he's a nice shooter, but he is not a superstar player. He is going to come to this team knowing that he is going to be the third fiddle behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And that's why I think he is an excellent fit for this Celtics team. And the Celtics need this guy. They need the shooting. Yes, there are a lot of issues with this Celtics team, but I think one of the biggest issues on the team is there are just not a lot of capable three-point shooters. Yes, Tatum is good from free. Brown is good from free. But after that, there's a huge drop-off. Neesmith is not really good from free at this point in his rookie season. He's not a dependable three-point shooter. Payne Pritchard is up and down from distance. They do not have a lot of capable shooting on this team. So to have Evan Fournier, I think it's a big get for the Boston Celtics. Now, I don't know if Evan Fournier is going to be a Boston Celtic for the next four or five years. But for the short term, I think this is a move that the Boston Celtics needed to make. Yes, I know as I speak they are below 500, but they are not that far from middle of the pack. The Celtics can still get to be a team that makes it to at least the second round of the postseason. And if they get there, who knows? Maybe this team can make it back to the Eastern conference finals. A lot of people question Danny Ainge because he hasn't made a trade in the deadline since 2015, but when he does make trades, they usually end up being impactful, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Remember when they traded Kendrick Perkins for Jeff Green? I wasn't a huge fan of that move, but I was a huge fan of when they acquired Isaiah Thomas. So hopefully Evan Fournier can be in the middle of those two deals. I don't think they're adding another superstar player. Hopefully Evan Fournier can be a nice role player on this team who stays with the Celtics for quite a while. But right now, the Celtics don't need to think about the future. They need to think about right now. And that's why I think Evan Fournier is a good move for this team moving forward. At number four, you have the Portland Trailblazers trading for Raptors forward Norman Powell for Rodney Hood and Gary Trent Jr. Powell is averaging almost 20 points per game and is only 27 years old. And no matter how good Lillard and McCollum are together, the Blazers need a third option. This has been the 
biggest thing the Blazers have needed these last five or six years. Yes, Lillard and McCollum are one of the best backward duos in the world, and that means a whole heck of a lot. But remember when the Golden State Warriors won championships? They had a third guy to go with their backcourt of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. They had Draymond Green. They had Kevin Durant. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard need a third wheel. And maybe, just maybe, Norman Powell can be that third wheel. Yes, they have really nice players in Carmelo Anthony and Nurkic. Yes, he is a very good big man, but the Portland Trailblazers need a guy who every single night can provide scoring that's not named Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. And now they have that in Norman Powell. And from the Raptors' point of view, this trade is not a good look. I just don't understand why you're keeping Kyle Lowry. I think it's for sentimentality. I think the Raptors' plan should have been to keep this young core together. They still have Pascal. Siakam, they have Fred Van Fleet, and I think Norman Powell should have been part of their long-term future. I think it is a gigantic mistake to move on from Norman Powell at this point. I think this is for financial reasons. Powell is going to be a restricted free agent at the end of this season. I expect the Portland Trailblazers to pay that contract. I guess the Toronto Raptors did not, even though Norman Powell is the only young player on the Raptors this year who's improving. Siakam is just kind of what he is at this point, and Fred Van Fleet isn't having the best shooting season. And getting back to the Trailblazers, they are in win-now mode. Damian Lillard is not going to be able to play at this high caliber of a level for forever. They need to take advantage of the fact that they have a top five point guard in the league right now, and they need to take advantage of the fact that they have a top four two guard in C.J. McCollum. So now you bring in a guy like Norman Powell, and hopefully you can make noise in the postseason. If the Trailblazers do not make noise this postseason, I think they need to blow the entire thing up because I think you will have to come to a point where you go, we just don't have enough to compete right now. I believe in Dame Lillard. I believe in CJ McCollum. I hope Norman Powell puts them over the top, but if he doesn't, I think they have to blow the entire thing up. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, and that's why I feel like if the Portland Trailblazers can't can't get it done this year, then they need to blow things up because they can't keep doing this over and over again. They can't compete with the Lakers. They can't compete with the Clippers with this group. Bringing in Norman Powell should give them a better chance. I'm just not sure if this move will put them over the top. I hope it will. I want to see Dame Lillard back in the Western Conference Finals. I want to see Dame Lillard get to the NBA Finals because we all know that that guy plays way better when he is under pressure. At number free, I have the Denver Nuggets who won the Aaron Gordon sweepstakes. After the forward ask out of Orlando, the Nuggets only had to give up Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first round pick. Gordon is averaging 14 points per game and is shooting a career high 40% from free. This is a big move for the Nuggets who are regaining the depth that they used to have. People seem to forget that they lost Jeremy Grant this last offseason to the Detroit Pistons. Now you bring in Aaron Gordon to go along with Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Otto Porter Jr., Will Barton, and Paul Millsap. They are now a sneaky deep team. And right now, I have the Denver Nuggets making it back to the Western Conference Finals. I think in the end, they will end up being a better team than the Utah Jazz, better than the Portland Trailblazers, and better than the LA Clippers. Right now, I predict...
predict the Denver Nuggets to make it to the Western Conference Finals to go up against the Lakers if the Lakers have a healthy LeBron and AD, of course. That's where I think we're headed. I think we're headed to a rematch of last year's Western Conference Finals. That's how big a move this is for the Denver Nuggets. Now they don't have to always just rely on Jokic and Murray. They have really good role players around them. They are deep, and that's what they were last year. They had Jeremy Grant, and they lost him, and now they get another guy who's basically another version of him in Aaron Gordon. Now, the big question about Aaron Gordon is moving forward. Is he a really good three-point shooter? Because this year is an outlier. This is a guy who hasn't lived up to his potential yet in the NBA, but he's still a pretty decent player, and there's some upside there. So maybe the Denver Nuggets are about to get the best years of Aaron Gordon's career, and maybe Aaron Gordon hasn't lived up to the hype because he's been part of a losing team for so long. Yes, the Orlando Magic have had some winning seasons where they made the postseason, but overall, the record of the team, the time Aaron Gordon has been on it, has been abysmal. I suspect a change of scenery will do wonders for the career of Aaron Gordon. I think this is a huge get for the Denver Nuggets. At number two, I have the Miami Heat who acquired shooting guard Victor Oladipo. Oladipo was traded for the second time this year. This time he lands with the Heat for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and the two team swap first round picks. He's averaging more than 20 points per game. He's an excellent two-way player and in a recent move the Heat also acquired forward Trevor Ariza. This might be a repeat of exactly what happened last year. Remember last year the Heat traded for forward Jay Crowder and small forward Andre Iguodala and that got them all the way to the NBA Finals when no one was suspecting it. Right now we all have teams like the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers making it to the NBA Finals over the Heat but the Heat are just sneaky good. They make these kind of moves that puts them over the top. Now they have Oladipo to go with Bam Adebayo, to go with Jimmy Butler, to go with Goran Dragic, and the biggest reason why this is a huge victory for the Miami Heat is they didn't have to give up Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson. They're excellent young three-point shooting guards. They got to keep their young core and add a guy in Victor Oladipo who is a star player. He's not a superstar, but still to add a guy like Victor Oladipo and to not have to give up those two young core players is a huge victory for the Miami Heat. Pat Riley at 76 years old is still one of the best executives in basketball and don't be surprised if the Miami Heat make another run in this year's NBA playoffs. Think about it this way. They basically only had to give up of two former Celtics and Avery Bradley who's barely played with the Miami Heat and Kelly Olynyk, who had one of the worst contracts on the team. I mean, Kelly Olynyk is an okay stretch big man, but getting Victor Oladipo for those two players, yes, you gave up the first round draft pick, but in the long haul, that won't matter. And I bet Pat Riley made this move knowing that long term, he wants to sign Victor Oladipo to a long term extension. There's no way the Miami Heat view Victor Oladipo as a rental. I mean, this is a guy who went to the Houston Rockets and wasn't happy. He turned down a massive extension with them. The Heat would not trade for this guy if they didn't know he wanted to be a Heat for the long term. And there's also rumors out there that the Miami Heat might soon be adding 
big man LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, he's not the LaMarcus Aldridge he was with the Portland Trailblazers, but he can still be a big factor on a playoff team. Look out for the Miami Heat. I think there's a very good chance they go back to the Eastern Conference Finals and that they are the team who plays the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals, not the Milwaukee Bucks. Right now in the postseason, I would fear playing the Miami Heat over playing the Milwaukee Bucks because the Bucks have only Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Miami Heat have Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, and now Victor Oladipo. They are a scarier team moving forward than the Sixers and the Bucks. Also, this just adds to the strength of the team. The Miami Heat were able to get to the NBA Finals because they were a very good defensive team. They have Jimmy Butler, one of the best defensive forwards. They have Bam Adebayo, one of the best defensive centers in the NBA. And now they have Victor Oladipo, an excellent two-way player. The Miami Heat might still not have a superstar player, not named Jimmy Butler, but they now have two stars in Bam and Oladipo to go alongside him. And you have Goran Dragic, who's a clutch basket maker. You have Tyler Hero, who shined in the postseason. And you have Duncan Robinson, one of the best rate point shooters in the league. The Miami Heat are the team to fear if you're the Brooklyn Nets. It's not the Sixers. It's not the Bucks. I expect Heat, Nets, Eastern Conference Finals. And that gets us to the number one trade made at the NBA trade deadline. And that's the Orlando Magic completing their trifecta of trades by trading the face of their franchise, Nikola Vucevic, to the Chicago Bulls for center, Wendell Carter Jr., small forward, Otto Porter, and two first round draft picks. This trade just shows where both franchises think they're going. I mean, Billy Donovan and the Chicago Bulls believe that they are close to competing for a playoff spot, and the Orlando Magic no longer want to compete for the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference just to get bounced out in the first round again. I mean, that's just the state of both franchises. The Bulls are hungry to get to the postseason, and the Orlando Magic are hitting the reset button. I mean, look at the three players they traded. Evan Fournier, a really good shooter. He's about 20 points per game with them. Aaron Gordon, a young player who was supposed to become the face of their franchise. And Nikola Vucevic, who is a walking 20 points, 10 rebounds per game type of guy. This franchise is definitely hitting the reset button, and the Chicago Bulls are trying to go the opposite way. But what I find to be the most fascinating thing about this trade is that the Chicago Bulls are now going to have the duo of Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. Two very good NBA players, but they both have had the same problem. They've only been on bad teams. Levine with the Minnesota Timberwolves and now with the Chicago Bulls and Vucevic with the Orlando Magic. Both players are really good, but are they the star players that we give them credit for? I think we're about to find out that answer. I think Billy Donovan is a really good head coach. I think this team is going to make the playoffs at the very least, but I just don't know if that duo, how viable they are going to be moving forward. I mean, that's a nice duo, but it's not Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. It's not James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. It might not be able to compete with those other star duos because I think Zach Levine is good enough to be the best player on a bad team, but is he good enough to be the best player on a team that's trying to compete for an NBA championship? And I think in the next few years, 
Buccaneers because of this trade? We're going to find out that answer. Yes, Zach Levine has had moments. He's famous for the dunk contest. He's a good player. He's 20 points per game, but he hasn't won anything. And the same can be said for Nikola Vucevic. He's a nice player, but shouldn't he really have gone to a team that was one piece away? Like, I think Vucevic's ideal role is like when Pau Gasol was traded to the Lakers and he played with Kobe Bryant, or when Chris Bosh played with LeBron and D-Wade, or when Kevin Love played with LeBron and Kyrie. That's the type of situation that Vucevic should be in. He shouldn't be asked to be your first or second best player. I think he's the ideal third best player on a really good team, but now he has to become a star duo with Zach Levine, and I'm not sure that that duo is going to be good enough. I know the Bulls have not even come close to winning an NBA championship since Michael Jordan retired. Yes, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with Derrick Rose. Yes, he was the MVP, but this team has been miserable for quite a long time, so I'm sure Bulls fans are ecstatic to get Nikola Vucevic. I mean, every team in the NBA probably wanted this guy. The Boston Celtics wanted this guy, but it's the Bulls who end up getting the all-star big man, and there haven't been a lot of good news for the Chicago Bulls lately. They haven't been very good in a long time. So for them to win the NBA trade deadline, I think is a big deal for the franchise moving forward. And I think Billy Donovan is one of the best head coaches in the NBA. I feel like Billy Donovan and Brad Stevens are both going through the same situation. Both are really good to great NBA coaches who had a lot of success in college. And now a bunch of people are out there like, oh, Brad Stevens won't be great until he wins an NBA championship. And I feel like people feel that same way about Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan has had a lot of success in the NBA, and one of the reasons why this duo might work out, because Billy Donovan had a lot of success with Duran and Westbrook. He also had a lot of success with Westbrook and Paul George, and last year he had a lot of success with Shea Gillisley Alexander and Chris Paul. So this guy is really good at making the star players play well together. So I would have a lot of faith in Billy Donovan to turn this Chicago Bulls situation around. But I just feel like he's in the exact same situation as Brad Stevens. They are the rare college coaches who turned into excellent NBA coaches, but they don't get their dues because they haven't won it all yet. The last thing I'll say about the NBA trade deadline is what's interesting about the five moves I just talked about is that none of those moves were made by teams who are prohibitive favorites to make a run at the NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks did not do much at the NBA trade deadline. The LA Lakers did not do much. The Clippers didn't do much. The Nets didn't do much because those teams are going to score on the buyout market. So they're not going to give up any of their key pieces moving forward. The teams that made moves are like the teams like the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat who have an outside chance of getting to the conference finals who I believe could get there, but they are not the teams that are prohibitive favorites to get to at least the conference finals. And if I had to guess which of the five moves I just talked about on this podcast are going to pay the most dividends in the playoffs, I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets getting Aaron Gordon and the Miami Heat getting Victor Oladipo because that's how strongly I now feel about those two teams making it back to the conference finals. The Miami Heat went all the way to the NBA finals last year while the Nuggets lost to the Lakers in five. I think those two moves will put those teams in position to make it back to the conference finals and 
possibly the NBA Finals. That's how big I think the additions of Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets and Victor Oladipo to the Heat moving forward. I think they are going to play a huge part in those teams' success moving forward. So overall, I think it was a big NBA trade deadline that at the very least got me very excited for the NBA playoffs. Enough of March Madness. Let's fast forward to the NBA postseason right away. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <music>